Say that with me. Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are my provision, my provider, my king, my justifier. Jesus, you're my healer. I thank you, your healing virtue going through my body in the name of Jesus. Every infirmity has to go in this house in the name of Jesus. We release our faith, the corporate anointing, manifestation of the glory of God in healing every individual in this house. The top of their head, the soles of their feet, from the inside to the outside. We thank you, Lord, by your stripes. We are, always will be, forever, ever, the healed of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, wholeness in our lives, wholeness in our relationship. We give you praise right now. We give you praise right now. You sent your word and healed us and delivered us from destruction. Oh, we praise you. We praise you. Oh, we praise you. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just tell him how much you love him, church. Just let him know. Let him know. Let him know how precious he is to you. Let him know. Don't hold your praise back. Don't hold your thanksgiving back. Don't wait for another day. Don't wait for another moment. This is your day. This is your day for His presence to manifest in your life, for His glory to be seen upon you, for you to radiate with His very, very presence in nature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My Bible tells me in the book of Hebrews, I read it yesterday a bit. It says, The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I believe it is our time, church. I believe it's your time. I'd like you to go to the book of John, if you would, please. We're going to read quickly. I'm going to ask the pastors that are here, that are actually pastoring churches, 
at this particular time, if you would stand upon your feet so we could recognize you. Those of you that are that are ministers, maybe you're uh, you're the head of a ministry, and you're you're you have a uh, maybe it's a mission group or an evangelist, and you have a team. You uh, you're responsible for lives. You're responsible to care for people. You're responsible to minister to them and to make certain that their needs are met. It, 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 I want you to stand too. I know there's there's missionaries here that you're just, uh, you're every bit as much a pastor to your ministry as these pastors are to their churches. Anyone else? I just, I, don't, don't be bashful if you're here. And I know we mo- know most of you. We know most of you. Thank you, Lord. Just look around, church, and, and look at these men and women that carry responsibility that carry the gifts that are needed to minister in the anointing in which they've been anointed with, in the call, in the office. Great, great responsibility is placed upon each and every one of them. I want you to just, just look around, church. I, I want you to look around. This is our motto, you understand me? And that's what this is all about today. The Lord instructed me to have us pray for the ministries that are represented here, mainly for the ministry of Armada, and then the ministries that are are represented here as Armada at this time. I believe the Lord told me, He says, I'm going to anoint new watchmen on the wall today. (laughs) I'm going to put the burden of intercession upon many here in this room today. I'm going to birth them and I'm going to bring them into a place of responsibility of call to understand their responsibility to stand in the gap to make up the hedge and to pray. To pray and to see to it that these men and women are brought into a place of safety. They're brought into a place of absolute provision for their ministries, for their, their assignments in life. To see to it that they're always in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. To see to it that they have the word of the Lord, that they have what it takes to be able to minister in every given moment, that they're instant in season and out of season, that they will carry the anointing and that the anointing of God will increase upon their life, upon their ministry, that there'll be great increase upon them in the name of Jesus Christ to bring impartations to those in which they feed, which they care for, who they minister to that the anointing will increase upon them to be able to transfer and to raise up new leaders. Can you say amen? See, I believe God wants to raise up some some awesome young men and young women, as well as old men and old women, in this day and this hour. I want you to understand that there's impartations that are going to go forth, and what used to take years could just possibly take a year. What used to take a year could take a month. What take a month could take a week. What could take a week could take a day. What could take a day could take an hour. What could take an hour could take minutes. Understand, there's, there's acceleration of time that we're in right now. We're going to see great and mighty moves of God through, the, through these ministries that are represented here. Can you agree with me? But in order to do that, we need to know and understand that they're divinely protected because they're not alone in the ministry and the call and the purposes in which they're called to. They weren't called to do their work alone. They were called to to, to have a company with them. 
If they're pastors, understand there's a flock, there's a, there's a, there's a, a church in which they're responsible to. And God will have the gifts in that church that are needed for them to fulfill the call and purposes that God has placed upon their life. We understand that some of these men and women are apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We understand that there's psalmists in the mix here. We understand that there's anointings that are so vital and so needed. To why? To help mature the body of Christ. To help bring the body of Christ into what I will believe is, is, is the image and likeness of Jesus Christ in the earth into, a, into, a, into mature maturity. Can you say amen? So what I want you to see is you look around. I, I, I thank you for standing. You can be seated. But now you, you know who they are. John chapter 2, verse 1. And the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they went, or they, when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto them, They have no wine. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. I'm saying that to you because we've been talking about the glory of God. And as you read this, you understand that. Most of you do it already know exactly what I'm about to say. I want you to understand, for you to walk in willingness and obedience to the Spirit of God upon your life, for God to use you to the capacity in which he, 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 he will delight in doing because He wants you to, understand that it's going to take you doing whatever He asks you to do. And sometimes He will ask you to do things that you don't want to do. And that's when you've got to shift your heart and your attitude and say, God, I will be willing and obedient because it will be my delight to eat the good of the land. In other words... Your willingness has got to line up with your obedience if you want to see the fullness of the blessing of God upon your life. A lot of times people can do things out of obedience, but in their heart of hearts they're not willing. So they don't get to enjoy the fruit of the labor which comes with the obedience in which they put their actions to. See, it's a heart's adjustment. It's giving my whole heart into the work of God. It's giving my whole heart into the service of God. Giving my whole heart into serving what God loves and God loves people. Say that with me. God loves people. And as you see that, he says in verse 6, well, verse 5, it says, The mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Now there was set there six water pots of stone, according to the matter of purification of the Jews, concerning twelve or, <clears throat> or twenty to thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them to the brim. See, now that's obedience. Can you say amen? And he said unto them, Draw it out now, and they bear unto the governor of the feast, and they, <clears throat> and they bear it. And the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was. But the servants which drew the, <clears throat> drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doeth set forth good wine. And when men have drunk well, they which, are, <clears throat> which is worst. In other words, they give us the cheap stuff. 
But thou hast kept the good wine until now. I'm trying to tell you something here, church, that you have been anointed for this day and this hour, and I believe that God has saved the best for last. When I look at you young people, I want you to understand there's an acceleration that's going to take place in your life. God's going to accelerate what He's already begun. Many things He's already begun this week. There's been impartations that have gone into you. You're not even aware of some of them. But understand, you'll be walking through thresholds in your life and all of a sudden you're just going to see change. You're going to see things that used to matter not matter anymore. All of a sudden you're going to have wisdom and you're like, how, did, how come I know that? Well, I'll tell you, it's because the Holy Ghost wants to be your teacher. He wants to be your guide. He wants to be your revelator. He wants to take you into the truth that you're going to need to walk out your lives in Christ. To walk out what He has anointed you for, even, even, even in this day and this hour. Don't think, well, it's at 20 years ahead. Don't think it's when I graduate. Understand, it can be right now. See, today is the day to bring the harvest in. Today is the day to reap the harvest. Today is the day that God is going to send laborers into the fields. In other words, there's fields of harvest that need to come forth. And God has anointed you. Can you say amen? So he's anointed you to do the work of the gospel. Well, that doesn't mean, well, when you get as old as this guy preaching at you right now, it, you don't have to wait that long. Understand today's the day of salvation for each and every one. I want you to get that mindset. Today is their day. Today is the day of their miracle. Today is the day of the manifestation of the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, to minister to them. So why not use me, Lord? Can you say amen? Say, why not use me, Lord? I'm willing. So in knowing that, which I know you do, I know that we, we took some time to minister to you yesterday, but I want, to, I want you as a congregation to understand there's a stirring and there's some time that is going to be caught up in many of your lives. Some of you have lost some time. Some of you backtracked a bit. And God's going to put, the, put, put an anointing upon you to redeem the time in which the enemies tried to steal from you. God's, Josh, you're one of them. He's going to raise it up. It's going to be a quick work, so I want you to be prepared to be able to have, have that happen to you. Why? Because why? It don't have to take years to get into that place of grace to be able to flow in the anointing of God. Because why? Your dependency is not on yourself. Your dependency is not on flesh and blood. Your dependency is on the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God who is more than enough, the God who will supply and take care of your every need. In other words, if you don't have it, He can get it to you. Can you say amen? I said, if you don't have it, he can get it to you. Because I still have a word that I, I just stand on all the time. It says, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. How do I qualify for that? Because why? I've set my heart to be a giver. So if you'll set your heart to be a giver in every aspect of your life, understand the harvest will come. Because when you give, it's given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God will cause men to give into your bosom. In other words, when you understand that you are, you're living your life out as a sower, that you're going to sow and you're going to reap. Because why? God wants you to understand that it's seed time and harvest and echoes in every area, every aspect of your life. God so loved the world that He gave Jesus. And we, one thing we've heard this week, if He so loved the world that He gave Jesus, why wouldn't He give you and me? Well, this is your time to be given away. Say, this is my time to be given away. Well, that'll set you up right there. That'll, that'll rip out every fiber of selfishness out of every one of us. 
Can you say amen to that? In verse 10, it says, And he said unto them, Every man at the beginning doeth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, thou hast kept the good wine until now. The beginning, say the beginning. Some of you are going to begin in your purposes in the kingdom through your acts of obedience even this week. I'm telling you right now, by the Spirit of God, some of you are going to step in, never done it before, all of a sudden, you're going to know in your knower, that's what the Lord's telling me to do. You're going to step out in faith, and you're going to put action to that faith, and you're going to see His power operate through your life. Some of that's going to be through evangelism. Some of it's going to be through good works, kindness, acts of kindness, acts of mercy. Acts of obedience to say, the, say a prayer for an individual like we prayed for the, this cashier here a while ago. Why? She's coming out of darkness into light. Why? I've already asked and you've asked. So guess what? She has no chance. The devil can't have her. Why? Because God's already set forth labors into her pathway. I mean, she's set up. Hallelujah. Uh, don't underestimate your prayer life is what I'm trying to get you to see. Uh, what I want you to see is where uh, Pastor Bill was talking about the corporate anointing. There's a corporate anointing in this house because you are kingdom people. You are people of the kingdom and understand that the kingdom's within you and understand that that kingdom is not meat and drink but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost and understand that joy is your strength and understand that peace that passes all understanding will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Understand, you don't have to walk around in confusion. You don't have to walk around and wonder what's going on. You can walk around in the peace of God that makes the devil nervous so he overplays his hand every time. Can you say Amen. In other words, you're a man and woman of peace. You're a man and woman of faith. You are the people of God who God said, I'm going to build my church. The gates of hell are not going to be able to prevail against them. Because why? I'm going to build you with revelation knowledge. And if you stay hungry for revelation knowledge, he's going to give you more. Say more. More. In other words, there's things that need to come into your heart, into my heart, into our hearts as the body of Christ in this day and this hour that will take us into our purpose and destiny so that why? We hit the mark of the call, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus so we don't miss, a, we don't miss a anything. That there's not one soul going to hell that we're responsible for. we got to snatch them out of the fire. We got to be the men and women that will be willing and obedient to step out and minister by the love of Jesus Christ, minister by the Spirit, and allow God's power to flow and to operate so the manifestations of His glory are seen in the earth. Because why? I got a promise, and I'm re re rehearsing that promise to you because you're part of my family. And what I'm saying is, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. I said, and that's our responsibility to get her done. Let's not wait for another generation to come up. Let's understand that everyone in this room has a responsibility. I gotta make, I gotta make myself available for His glory to be seen upon my life, for His glory to manifest through my life. And that glory is the goodness of God. It's the power of God. It's, it's the mercy of God. The glory of God is God in self-manifestation in your life. 
that's why you don't have to compare yourself with anybody else because God wants to manifest Himself in some crazy, unusual ways through you. Because some of you are crazy and unusual. Now don't be looking at anybody. You can just look at me because I know I qualify. The beginning of miracles did Jesus in Canaan of Galilee and manifested forth His glory and His disciples believed on Him. I, I don't know if Larry's here, Larry and Karen. I don't see them here today. Larry came up to me one of the evenings and he handed us some papers and they were prophetic words that God had given him in prayer meetings from back in 96 and that. And he said, I want you to read them. He says, these are for now. These are for now. And he was all excited. So Sharon took a picture of them and we were reading them in our hotel room the other night. And I thought, yes, amen, those are for now. Well, I want you to know, at the same time, I didn't say this to him, but this word was in part of my notes in which I was studying upon and adding to, and I just got to read it. It was on 6709. Some of you might not have been on the planet in 6709, all right? And here's, here's what the Lord spoke to me, and I wrote it down. I usually don't write down prophetic words that God gives me, but this one I did. Can you hear the sound from heaven? Listen to my call. It's coming in the wind of the Spirit as He blows refreshing upon my church. It is time, yea, the time has come to shine, to arise, shine, for the glory will be manifested to your nation. Yes, this is your time to shine with the light that I have given you. They are waiting for true light the brightness of my glory in the very midst of this dark hour. You need to understand the revelations I have given you are for this time. Don't hold back any longer. Go forth and do as I have commanded you. I'm speaking to you ministers especially right now. Go forth and do as he has commanded you. Can you shout amen? It says right here, he says, Obedience to this call will produce the results of the promises I have given you in my word. So don't look back and compare with what was. This is a new day and hour has come to arise and let your light show, shine upon your nation. Harvest time has come. I am calling on you to bring it in from the darkness into my glorious light. And then he said, watch my glory shine on you as you go and do. Whatsoever he says to you, just do it. Say that with me. Whatsoever the Lord says to me, I'm going to just do it. Pastor Sid uh, pretty well preached so much and taught in, in his gifting so many of these scriptures that I'm going to read to you. But I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm going to read them to you out of a different translation. All right, could I do that? You've seen the pastors and the ministers that were up here, that stood up. I want you to ask the Lord 
in your life. Say, God, give me an assignment to stand as a watchman for, you know, maybe one of these ministries or maybe two or three. And ask, just ask Him, just, just in simple faith, is God, show me who you want me to stand in the gap for. Show me who you want me to pray for and to intercede on behalf of. He might have you do it for each one of them. I'm not sure. Maybe it'll just be one that he will put it on you. But if you just do that this morning or this afternoon, I, I would really appreciate that. Because if you're, if you're solid in, your, in, in you, you understand me, if there's root in you and you ask that, God will do that for you. All of a sudden, you're just going to know, man, I, I'm responsible. I, I have responsibility as part of their life because I, I love God and I love them and I want their ministry to succeed. I want them to be as fruitful as possible. Will you do that? Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God. You may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to do, stand. How do you stand? You're going to stand in faith. You're going to stand in prayer. You're going to stand in agreement with the will and call and purposes of God. You're going to stand bold. You're going to stand strong. You're going to go right back to where verse 10 says, Be strong in the Lord. So as you stand, you stand strong in the Lord. You stand strong in the Word. You stand strong in the Spirit. It says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And in verse 18, which you've already heard, praying always with all prayer. Say that. Praying always, always. not just sometimes, always with all prayer. How? In the Spirit. The, great, the, the, the best way to pray for any one of us here is pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, if you'll pray in the Holy Ghost, you're going to know how to pray. If you don't take the time to separate yourself, to listen to Him, you can pray some goofy prayers and please keep your mouth shut. Do not let your prayers be controlling or manipulating over ministries. Let your prayers be pure and holy as unto the Lord. Pray the Scriptures. Pray in the Spirit. As you pray in the Spirit, understand God will start giving you. He, you can go into dreams and visions and knowings. And knowings in the Spirit when you know that they're going through a severe battle. The devil's trying to accuse them of something. And all of a sudden, a man, a woman of God like you raises up and says, No! It won't happen on my watch. In the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over that devil who's trying to manipulate or control my brother Pat. In the name of Jesus, he's a man of God full of the Holy Ghost and power. And no weapon formed against him in his lovely way will ever prosper in the name of Jesus. Can you shout amen?
I know you, some of you folks know how to pray. But I'm telling you, I'm, I'm asking you here to get back up. To get back up. Don't, don't, don't relax your hold on your ministry of intercession and prayer in the body of Christ right now. This is time to advance, not to retreat. This is time to take over and take charge and bring in the harvest. This is not a time to lay down and play dead. Can you say amen? This is not a time to allow depression and oppression and the circumstances of this life and this world come upon us. Why? Because you're free in the Lord. You're free of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Can you shout amen in this house? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, on behalf of these ministers here, some of them might never ask you. I'm asking for them. And for me, and for them. These pastors, these ministers, these Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, these missionaries, that you would pray that God would give them utterance so that when they open their mouth, they'll make known the mysteries of God. Romans chapter 15, verse 30, the Apostle Paul says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. He's asking for prayer from God's people. The Passion Translation says it this way. That's why I plead with you because of our union with Lord Jesus Christ to be partners with me in your prayers to God. My dear brothers and sisters in the faith, <clears throat> with the love we share in the Holy Ghost, fight alongside me in prayer. Did you hear that? Fight alongside me in prayer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 and 25 through 25, it says, <clears throat> this is new, new living. Don't throw rocks at me. Now may, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen. He who calls you is faithful. And then he says this, Dear brothers and sisters, pray for us. They're not in their ministries by themselves. They're not long rangers, no, not a one of them. They need you and me. They need the body of Christ. They need the men and women that will lift up their hands, that will... Pray heaven down in their lives. That'll watch their back. That'll stand on guard as watchmen on the wall. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse one. It says, Finally, brothers and sisters, we ask you to pray for us. Pray that the Lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes. Just as it went when it came into you. Pray too that we will be rescued from wicked and evil people. For not everyone is a believer, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. 
And I know the ministers that I, I know well here. Some of you I don't know that well. But I know the ones that I have relationship with. This is not a light thing. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, it says, Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our alliance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that pleases God. Then in verse 17, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. As understanding the pastoral office to some degree, certainly not like Pastor Bill or Pastor Dale, but in seasons in my life where God would have me pastor, I understand what pastors go through, so maybe I have a, a real heart for them. I understand that most of them are never going to tell you what they're going through, if you understand me. But the Holy Ghost knows what they're going through. I said the Holy Ghost knows what they're going through. Because why? They carry an anointing. They carry and stand in an office to watch over you. And sometimes they'll, many times, they'll go without in their own lives because they're too busy watching over you. I know many of you say, I didn't know that. Well, I'm here to tell you that, all right? I'm, I'm one of those guys that'll tell you the things that maybe some of these other guys won't. I'm here to tell you that you're needed in the body of Christ, especially right now. You might not be a pastor. You might not be an evangelist. You might not be a prophet or a missionary. Do you understand me? And you might be. And we're all needed to put, to put our faith, to put our time, our energy into what God wants to accomplish in this day and this hour. It's all hands on deck right now. Can you say amen to that? Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your soul. And they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. Do can, Let me read that again. Some of you need to hear this. Give them reason to do it with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be, not be to your benefit. I give you, can I give you an example? How much time? Do I have five minutes, ten minutes? Oh, do I? Okay. I was, uh, one of the fathers in my life, his name's Jerry Lamy. And uh, when I was serving with him and he was discipling me in some areas of my life and some things especially in relationships and just areas that I I'm just kind of shot, shot in you understand me marriage just different stuff and uh, I uh, when I hear from God I'm like especially back then when I was a little younger I, I was ready to go today okay 
In other words, I had a lot of zeal, but my wisdom was not really caught up to where my zeal was. And, and uh, I heard from the Lord to go to Mexico and to serve there. And uh, so I went to the board of elders there at the church that I was underneath at that time, and I told him what I was going to do. And he took me alongside, and he said, son, it's not time. Well, me and my stupidity and my zeal and my stubbornness, I hate to confess my fault to you, but you all pray for me. I went anyhow. And I drug my two children, my basset hound, and my lovely wife with me. I had one of the most miserable times on the mission field that anybody could ever tell you. I watched God take care of my kids, take care of my wife, because why? They submitted to me even though I was in error and I was out of God's time. It wasn't that God didn't call me to go, it just wasn't now. So I took the now word and put it into action now, and I made something happen instead of working with the Lord. I was working for the Lord. So on the streets of San Diego, California, I'm walking, interceding, praying on behalf of the ministry. It wasn't that I wasn't busy. It wasn't that God wasn't using us. It's just that I was miserable. Everybody else was happy, but I was miserable. And the Lord says, son, don't you think it's time? Now, I'm walking, minding my own business. I like to walk and pray, and I'm praying, and I'm just praying. I'm seeking the Lord. And we're getting ready to go into, into Mexico that day. And he says, son, don't you think it's time to start working with me instead of for me? And like a ball baby, I started crying on the streets in public in Southern California. And there's lots of people. And I broke. I broke. I repented and I watched God turn the whole thing around. Because I seen my error, because I didn't listen to those that were over me. Thank God He's a redeemer. Thank God for First John one nine. Thank God I could come clean. Thank God He could redeem the time. Thank God. But I, you know, I look at it and I thought, but God just took really good care of her, didn't He? You asked. That's right. I remember one, one great preacher that we've heard. He says, always learn to listen to the sexy voice of God. Some of you husbands need to understand what I'm talking about. See, I didn't. I was zealous and I was going for it because I had a word. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Might as well go now. You know, there is a timing in the kingdom. Can you say Amen. It says here, he says, obey your spiritual leaders, do what they say. The work is to watch over your souls. They're accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not sorrow. That would certainly not be to your benefit. Pray for us, for our conscience is clear. How do we pray for these men and women that were standing here? We pray that their conscience will be clear and we, they want to live an honorable life life in everything that they do especially pray that they will be able to come back to you soon at armada 
Can you say amen? I, uh, I'm going to stop because we need to pray. I felt like that was what we were to do. I'm going to I'm going to start us. I don't uh, I'm going to ask Pastor Sid to come up and he'll close it when it's time. Cuz I know many of you are underneath his care. But m- my main my main thing here is this young buck right here. You understand me? I call him a young buck because he still is, all right? Always will be as long as I'm around, all right? I know the responsibility, the call, and the purposes on this guy's life, okay? He happens to be my pastor. He happens to be one of my best friends. He's, he's almost perfect. Not quite. There's a few flaws here. But God's pulling them through the knot hole, all right? So I'm going to pray for him. And then I'm going to ask you to just pray in the Holy Spirit with me, to pray in the, in, in the Spirit, and ask God to connect you to some of these ministries that were stood here. Instead, if you've got some prayers to pray, is Jay here? Where's Jay at? There he's hiding. Oh, boy. I was talking to an intercessor earlier. He said, I'm going to let Jay have it. That isn't exactly the way you put it, was it? But it's similar. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> In other words, you've got a watchman on the wall, brother. I'm telling you. And I know you've got more than that. But I want every one of these ministries here to have men and women joined to them today. I want them to know that, man, they're not alone in the work and call and purposes of God. I want this great armada to rise up and to be what it's meant to be. You understand me? In, in my lifespan, I want to see this be exactly what I've seen when I first joined my heart with it. And I know that it's going to be bigger than any one of us could ever imagine. So just pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up Apostle Dale Armstrong and his wife Terry, their family, their household, their children, their grandchildren, and all the children who will come up behind them. Father, we stand in the gap with them. We pray your hedge of protection around about them. We speak the blessing of Psalm 91 upon each one of their lives that with long life ye will satisfy them and show them your goodness and mercy and love and protection and honor. Father, we cancel the plans of hell over their life, over this ministry. And in the name of Jesus, we thank you for wisdom, understanding, the increase thereof, to come upon this vessel. Lord, that You raise him up in the integrity of the Spirit to be a living example of the glory of God in the earth today. That the impartations of Your Spirit would flow from His heart into the lives of multitudes. 
that men and women from the north, the south, the east, and the west would be joined to the great armada. Lord, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers this ministry, that covers this family, that covers this man of God. We thank you for the great Holy Spirit who teaches them and guides them into all the truth that is needed each and every day. Lord, hold nothing back from them. Open doors that no man could open. Close the ones that need closed. Bring the relationships in that need to come into contact. Father, we give you praise right now. We stand. We thank you for your angels. You've given charge over them. You protect them. You keep them in all their ways. No harm come against them. No evil befall them. No plague come near their dwelling. Lord, that they're blessed, highly favored of the Lord, that they're strong, that strength will come in each and every day. Weariness, you go. Go! We release your life, Father. The manifestations of the life of God. The zoe of God to manifest stronger than ever before. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the open heaven, the open vision, the word become clear and plain, understandable as it enters in in the directives, the directions of the Holy Spirit each day. Thank you, Lord. I'll just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pastor Sid will close this somehow. The Lord put on my heart three days ago. I looked over and seen Jay. I want all Colorado to stand up. Uh, everybody in Colorado, just stand up. You guys have been my heart so strong, and the Lord has just brought this to me uh, shortly after. It says, And enlarge the places of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So I just speak that to you. God is going to do a mighty work in Colorado. God is moving strong. And he's bringing the help that you need. He's bringing you the provisions what you need. 
When the children of Israel left Egypt, the provision was in the call. If they would have stayed in Egypt, none feeble were among them. And riches and gold they took with them, they didn't earn or they didn't work for. It was given to them because the call was on them. And so that will be for you. It's in the call. And when you step into that and you follow the Lord, it will be there in Jesus' name. I was taught by some great men of God to pray the word. And that's what we heard again. Let's pray the word. There's no more powerful prayer that you can pray than pray the word over your life. Pray that Ephesians prayer. Pray out of Colossians and, and all the different places over yourself. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray two places over each one of you that um, God's assignments in your life will be accomplished fully by these prayers. So Father, I lift up each brother, each sister, each child in this house, each one listening by internet. Father, I thank you and I commit to you them. I commit them to you, Father. I commit them to your word of grace. That your grace come upon them and enable them to do all that you've accomplished them to do. Father, that this word builds them up. That they become strong in you. And that you give them an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Father, I thank you that you continually remind them of their set-apart state. That they are a vessel of glory and honor unto you. I thank you for this, Lord. Father, I ask that you would just fill them with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So that each one may walk worthy of you, Lord fully pleasing to you, accurately hitting the mark. Father, that they bear much fruit and have many good works and that they're equipped for all that they need to do. Lord, that they would grow in the knowledge of your will, grow in the knowledge of you. Father, I ask you to strengthen each person with all power according to your glorious might for all endurance and patience. Father, that the joy within them would be their strength. That your joy within them would rise up and that they would overflow with thanks to you, Father. Father, I ask you that you would just increase the share of their inheritance in light with the saints. Father, I ask you for an increase of vision in this way. I thank you, Lord, that you continually protect them and keep them and enable them to walk in the domain of light that you've established for them. And Father, I just commit them fully to your full redemption plan to be vessels of it in Jesus' name. Can you say, so be it?